tell me if this sounds like you. Ditching the rat race for financial freedom is your rally cry. Shaking off the hustle and grind mentality for time freedom makes you want to do a little dance. Creating a life where your money makes more money for you, now that's your jam. Why figure all of this out? More time with loved ones and the ability to make a meaningful difference in your world. Now that's what drives you. My name is Jenny Townsend. Now, let's up level. What's up, Podcast Nation? Jenny Townsend here, and I am so excited to talk with you today. Okay, let's dive right in. Um, This episode is an episode I wish I would have had when I first started out with my first Airbnb property a number of years ago. And it is all about three unknown expenses um, that if you plan for, you can totally avoid. But because they're unknown, I had to learn from experience. So the first one is really the biggest one, um, but and it is nightly minimums. So setting your nightly minimums, especially if you use the smart pricing feature on Airbnb, which will make your, if you're not familiar with that, um, that feature, you can allow Airbnb to increase or decrease your rate based on demand for bookings in your area. And so the goal is obviously to help you capture as many bookings as possible, capture some upside, you know, if the demand is higher, all of that, it's great, but you don't necessarily have to set a minimum, um, to, to engage with the smart pricing. And so, I encourage you to take a look at your numbers, know your numbers, know your expenses, and then also definitely add in what you want to bring in each month and say, okay, if, um, if I need to make X number of a month and I'm averaging 15 or 20 nights a month, all right, this is my minimum of what I need to bring in each night. Great. But then If you add a dynamic of weekly discounts or monthly discounts, depending on the audience you're serving, your own goals, whatever your strategy is, it'll compound. So here's what I mean. You can offer discounts as as an incentive for people to, um, to stay longer, which there are, it's, there is some smart business behind it. Obviously, you don't have the turnover between guests as often, so if you're managing the property, you don't have to necessarily book the cleaning team or, you know, all of that. Um, you, you need to do that less, so there's even less work for the revenue that you bring in, especially when it's a monthly stay, obviously. And by the way, Airbnb considers 28 days to be a monthly um that that's their minimum. So if, if someone books any more than 29 or 28 days, they would get whatever your monthly discount is. So when we first started using the smart pricing feature, I didn't have a month or a minimum <laughs> stated. And so it went down. I mean, it wasn't super drastic, but when someone requested to stay or placed an order as I like to call it for a for a month it was that lower price and we had a 50% discount for a monthly stay it was that lower price and it was cut in half so um I I don't have those numbers in front of me right now but it was like okay let's say my goal was to get something like um 
I believe it was 150 a night and it had gone down a little less than a hundred and then it was cut in half. So it was like $50 a night. And thankfully I didn't have instant booking on at the time. Um, but I would, I was like, wow, this is far too low. This doesn't even cover expenses, let alone give us a profit. So what I did, I actually, and I, you know, here's what I did. I reached back out and I said, I'm sorry, there must have been an error, but this is far too low. We, we can't, we can't accept this. I, and then you're able to give a, like a, a unique offer back to a guest that you're talking with or a potential guest you're talking with. I said, this is really our, like the minimum of what we can do. And they accepted. Um, and so we, we were able to stay positive. We were able to stay profitable, meet all our expenses and still have some take home. But it was a huge eye-opening moment to see, you know, instead of like $4,500, which would be our, our nightly rate, like the retail rate, it was, it was less than two. (laughs) So, um, huge, huge, um, learning moment for me, but then I just went in. All I had to do though was like take a look at my numbers again and just make sure, okay, even with a monthly discount, we're still able to cover expenses and bring in some profit at X amount. And so it was just as easy as that, just knowing your numbers and setting your minimums. And once you set your minimums, by the way, it's not something you necessarily needed to go back and address over and over again. This is just making sure you, again, cover your expenses and ensure you have some profit built in. Okay. Now, there is another discount. It's not as deep, but um, some hosts offer a weekly discount. And by the way, none of these discounts are mandatory. Obviously, Airbnb's goal is to get bookings. So they encourage discounts to get more bookings. I mean, that's how they're paid. That's how they keep guests happy and coming back to the platform to book. And so it just needs to make sense for you as well. And so weekly discounts aren't as deep as a monthly stay discount might be. Um, and when, when you're going through and actually setting up your pricing, Airbnb will give you a suggested discount for your area. But just think of that as a guide. It's not a rule. And here's how I like to think about it. Okay. There are obviously seven days in a week, right? And so each day is 14% of that week. I like to give a five to 10% discount for a week. So it, it encourages people to not book more time than they need. I, so I haven't actually had this happen, but I have heard from other hosts that their weekly discount was so deep and they were only going to stay for four nights but saw that if they booked for a full week, their stay would be even less than if they had just paid for the four nights. So they booked a week. So that's taking three days off of their calendar, off of the host's calendar. And it's also taking revenue out of the the host's pocket because it was less than just the four days. So I like to keep it like on, give a discount. People feel really good about getting a good deal, but then don't also shoot yourself in the foot by by taking more days away from your availability and taking revenue from your pocket. Simple as that, right? And then again, you can, like once these settings are set, they're generally good. I mean, it can be one of those things that you look at once every six months and making sure you're still on target to hit your goals, but it's, it's, it is really, it is like a one-time thing. 
to actually think about and set up. So, which I love it. It's beautiful, right? Okay. So those are the nightly minimums, incredibly important. Um, and they will ensure that you have your profit built in. Okay. So the second unknown expense is utilities. So as an Airbnb host, you cover all of the expenses for the property, right? It's not like a long-term rental where your guest or, you know, your tenant would be for a long-term rental. Your guest would pay for the rent, but then they cover utilities. No, Um, you as a host cover everything. And so things like Wi-Fi and water and things like that, like they're generally going to be pretty stable over time. But if you live in an area where there are either harsh winters or harsh summers, think about the climate control expenses in your area. So our first Airbnb, I'll go back to that example, was in California and um, had hot summers, very mild fall, spring, and winters, but hot summers. So we knew we needed to take a look at how much our utilities were going to be for the summer for air conditioning and make sure our summer rates covered that. But um, one thing that I did not think about, and thankfully we were able to cover it and still remain profitable, but that house had a hot tub. And I mean, okay, we had originally lived in this house uh, before we turned it into an Airbnb. And when we lived there, I mean, we used the hot tub, but we didn't use it like every night, right? So we didn't see these huge gross increases in our gas. Actually, it was, um, it was, that's how it was heated. The hot tub was heated. And so it was just, it was a shock to see that our guests, which I mean, in a large part, the backyard was what helped us consistently have that place booked out. I want to say it was like in over a little over three years, it was like 11 nights of vacancy. So it was like, I know this, this pool and this hot tub really helped us get booked out, but I just didn't consider how much it would help. And it was an enormous hot tub, by the way, enormous, how much it would cost to heat that thing up pretty much every night with some guests during the winter. And so, oh, it was so interesting. We would get, okay, I saw definitely like an increase in our utility bills during the winter when it was like prime hot tub season, but the utility company in our area, they had this weird... Honestly, it's kind of a racket to be completely transparent with you, but they would they would bill us monthly and then once a year they would go back and say, actually, you did use more than what we charged you for and here's an additional bill. Like I don't I honestly don't know how that's legal, but it happened. And so we got an additional two thousand dollar bill. They were like, just kidding, we way undercharged you. Um, And it was all hot tub usage. And so I was floored, called and figured out they're just like, oh yeah, you know, (laughs) you owe this. Um, And so thankfully we had set aside some, some funds for like if anything needed to be repaired or whatever. And like thankfully we were able to cover it with that without actually affecting our monthly take home. But, but it 
completely changed how we did pricing strategies for the winter because we had a hot tub. And so I know that's kind of an extreme example. And I don't want that to scare you away from from pursuing an Airbnb because most, I don't think most utilities do that. Like I think it's, there's a lot of weird isms in California. Um, just, you know, unexpected expenses and kind of things like that. But um, but most utility companies are straightforward and just bill you for what you, what you use. And so, but the thing is, the, the bottom line here is think about how your property will be used and then think accordingly. Like if you can, if you, if it's a property you already own, take a look back at historical usage on utilities, but then you can also just build a buffer in because again, since we had a hot tub in California, in, yeah, obviously for the winter, we knew we could charge a little bit more of a premium. And we were able to. We consistently were just booked out like six months out in advance. And so it's not an issue if you just know to plan for it, right? Okay, so that is the second unknown expense. And then the third is local travel spikes. And so this, you may... Um, be like, wait a minute, that's not an expense. But when there are local travel spikes, and let me explain what that means. So, okay, think about local draws as we hopefully get back to normal in the next couple of months when the vaccine gets disseminated and, you know, we're just all a little bit more out and gathering. So, okay, what could local draws be throughout your year? Like it could be apple picking, it could be festivals, it could be a grand opening. So in our county, there is a Legoland scheduled to be open this summer. So I'm sure, you know, all of the bookings in our general county area will probably see some uptick in visits, right? Um, Or if you're in a college town, like think football season people will want to come to your area for a football game so those are all local draws local travel spikes that in normal times people come and it's it's very timely so if if you or also if you notice that weekends get booked up quickly on your property on your the place that you have on Airbnb you can charge a premium for weekend nights just as an ongoing but thinking about these local travel spikes now you're just like Jenny why is this an expense well Airbnb will allow you to edit pricing on specific dates and I consider lost income to really be a hidden expense it is still money that's being taken from your pocket it just never actually reached your pocket so thinking about you can actually just google it if you're not familiar with the area like so if you're having it you're um launching an airbnb in an area that you don't live in just google um events festivals grand openings whatever seasonal activities in your area just google those and you'll get a really clear sense of when you can potentially increase your prices on your place So you don't have to lose that potential revenue. And it honestly just takes a couple of minutes to think about, to Google, and to edit. All of these things are extremely simple to take care of, to plan for, to prevent. Once you know they're there, right? It's kind of like a, have you ever um, seen someone or actually had this happen to you? Like 
you there's like a glass sliding door between you and it outside and some you didn't know it was closed and you just kind of run right into it <laughs> um think of these as someone just opened the door you no longer have to run right into that glass wall that you didn't see you can enjoy more of the upside with less of the headaches on um, with your vacation rental or your your short-term rental i hope you found these really powerful hidden expenses um, i hope you found it useful and let me know what you think Tag me in a post on or DM me on Instagram. My handle is it's Ginny Townsend and I look forward to hearing from you. So until next time, happy holidays and continue to be up and to the right.